Today on the Travel Guys, in the travel news, Southwest blows up its schedule over the weekend with flight cancellations numbering in the hundreds. No, wait, that's in the thousands. Canada makes vaccines mandatory for travel, and more countries announce reopening to tourists. Details are next. In our Smarter Traveler segment at 320, we talk a little about airline vouchers. Now, many people have them. And we have a red flag warning about what not to do with those airline credits. Starting at 335, we'd like to hear from you. Have you resumed traveling yet? Do you dine comfortably in crowded restaurants? Are you a to-go tipper? Are you tired of hotels blaming a lack of service on COVID? Call us at 916-921-1530 and 800-834-1530. After the news at the bottom of the hour, Mark has a couple of fun prizes for lucky callers and would really like to hear your travel opinions. We appreciate you listening. We'd like you to be a part of the conversation. That's today on The Travel Guys. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. I've got two tickets to Paradise. Up to Alaska, go north, the zone. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the Travel and Entertainment Guys, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. Mark Hoffman uh, there in his studio back in Sacramento. Tom Romano here on the third floor of the Home Two Suites in beautiful San Antonio. And as you could tell at the top of the show, as always, there are certain challenges <laughs> that can... Uh, that can pop up during the program. Mark, are you there, my friend? I am. I'm right all right, here. all is well here in San Antonio. Uh, how's things back in Sacktown and with Sports Leisure Vacations? What's new? Well, uh, life is good. It's kind of interesting to hear the iHeart News broadcast. They're talking about the the Southwest Airline problems, and boy, did they ever buy into the corporate line of BS. Um, by announcing that, yeah, well, it's weather-related and all of this kind of stuff. We have uh, we have some details in the newscast here that will set all of that straight, I think, and tell you a little bit more as to why Southwest yesterday canceled literally over a thousand flights after canceling well, hundreds the day before. I don't know what's on going on today, but mm-hmm. uh, Southwest has had some real issues, and it hasn't have a damn thing to do with the weather. So, well, uh, yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing what uh, uh, you know, what you what you find out when you un, uh, un, un lift the rock and take a look underneath. Uh, uh-huh. I will be flying back to Sacramento uh, in a little less than a week from now, and uh, as you might guess, uh, the wife and I have been watching that news and going, "Oh my gosh, is this a? Uh, I this is not a good sign." Well, there's a specific reason that it happened, and we'll talk about that. We had a group coming home from Albuquerque yesterday, which had which got caught up in all of this and had a, a very, I will say, unique experience. I've never had this ever happen before. They were in Albuquerque after uh, attending the balloon fiesta and ready to come home. 
when they got to the airport, they were informed that their connecting flight in Las Vegas had been canceled because, of course, Southwest was canceling a ton of flights. So first thought was, well, stay in Albuquerque. But then the folks in now they said, well, it's going to be two days before we can get you out of all of 27 or 28 people that Scott had out of Albuquerque. And so we decided that uh, my suggestion was that they go to Las Vegas on the flight that they had available to them because there would be a lot more things for people to do in Las Vegas for a couple of days. And also in Albuquerque, with the balloon fiesta still wrapping up, uh, there were no hotel rooms to be found on a Saturday night. Um, They were scarce in in Las Vegas. People flew to Las Vegas. Um, We got them hotel rooms, found them a a place to stay. They were actually in cabs on their way, some of them on the way to the property. When the tour director happened to check back in with Southwest one last time, they had a bag that had been a little bit delayed uh, getting to Las Vegas and was informed that, well, gosh, uh, your flight to Sacramento is now back on the board. And so Scott got on the phone and got the people in taxi cabs who were headed to the hotel to turn around and come back. And somehow... Um, it did an amazing job, got everybody back on to, uh, back to the airport, got them all on the plane, and they all made it home last night. So um, that's, that's really bizarre. But it tells you that, you, you know, uh, nothing is ever for sure in the airline business, and especially with what was going on, has been going on with Southwest over the weekend. It's a pretty fluid situation. So uh, obviously a uh, flight was canceled, and two and a half, three hours later it was uncanceled. Now imagine trying getting to Las Vegas. La- Southwest cancels the flight, so it's not a mechanical. It's not a. It has nothing to do with anything except they canceled the flight. They didn't get you home, so that would sort of put them on the hook for your hotel room uh, by industry standards. And what if then you got a hotel and you went back to Southwest later and said, "Hey, give me my money back for the hotel room," and they said, "Huh, we can't give you your money back. That flight went." So, yeah, uh, that's just a really interesting situation. But what it tells you is that, you know, airline tells you that your flight is canceled. Um, You, I, yeah, you take them at their word? Well, you know, I mean, there's a lot to be learned from this. Uh, And what about, you know, you made an emergency booking of hotel to be used same day. We did. and then you had to cancel those eighteen rooms. Yes. And what was was that was that a problem? Did the hotel were they good about that? Uh, my understanding, a lot of people were different people were working on this on my team yesterday, and my understanding is that um, the hotel was also understanding um, for the situation and allowed us to cancel the rooms. But you know, there's another thing where you you you, you in a in a place like Las Vegas on a Saturday night in October. Uh, peak season, Har- rooms. Uh, I think we were going to pay two twenty nine someplace. Any of the major properties were over three hundred. Um, we had a uh, some type of Hilton vacation condo property. I think that we were getting in a little bit cheaper, um, just because of Michael, our, the guy at Sports Leisure Vacations, great contacts and being able to come up with to magically wave a wand and come up with, with hotel rooms where none existed. But yes, you're you're absolutely right. That creates all kinds of problems and potential problems. So it's uh, 
and I don't even begin, I can't even begin to tell people who are listening how they would handle that because I've never seen anything like that happen before. Where an arrow, I mean, I've seen them change their mind in 30 minutes or 45 minutes, but I've never seen them change their mind in a couple of hours. Um, and good grief. I mean, that's just, uh, just amazing. But anyways, enough, enough of that. Perhaps we should actually get to the travel news. Let's do that at the top of the Travel Guys radio program. Uh, sooner or later, we get to the travel news. <laughs> and and with it, uh, let's get to it. Mark, what you got for us? Oh, good Lord. Here is the express edition of the travel news after all my babbling. Um, business travelers, it, I know you probably aren't traveling much, but there are some really great match opportunities available between now and the end of the year. For the non-business traveler, what that means is that uh, some of us who have high status with airlines and haven't been traveling much, the airlines are now saying, well, you know, you can't make 50 or 75 or 100 or 125,000 miles this year, so you're a good customer. Here is a what we call a, a, a status match. If you do this in this period of time, we'll allow you to keep your your status for next year so many of the major airlines almost everybody except for united has come out with a match american alaska hawaiian jet blue southwest uh, delta so if you have a a status that is important to you with one of those carriers you might check in online or give them a call because it's entirely possible that they have a way for you to make a couple of flights late in the year and still be able to keep your status for next year. Marriott, speaking of business travelers, Marriott is getting a lot of heat from the business travelers that are on the road. Basically, people are tired of grab-and-go breakfast bags, especially when the restaurant next door is open. And Marriott is saying, well, you know, um, this is the best that we can do. So Marriott is promising better breakfasts coming before the first of the year. We'll see. Canada has announced the vaccine mandate is... For air, rail, and cruise travelers, it is effective October the 30th. It's for all travelers 12 years of age and older entering or departing the country via a, a plan, commercial flight, train, or cruise ship. You must be fully vaccinated. That means even Canadians traveling province to province will be vaccinated. But certainly if you are going over the border, you will need to be fully vaccinated. There is nothing in either one of these two press releases that says anything about religious or medical exemptions. Those might be available, but it's not listed here. U.S. Travel Association has called on Congress for additional industry relief, saying that the travel and tourism industry com, uh, consists of 10% of the U.S. economy. It is lagging in recovery, and they have a bunch of reasons why here, but Basically, they're saying to Congress that a, a, a little bit more of a window to help the tourism industry may be important here. Some way to attract workers back to it may be important. I'll just tell you something. You probably are going to have to pay them a living wage, and that means that hotels and restaurants are going to cost more. Florida has filed an appeal against the Norwegian Cruise Line over the vaccine passport. Norwegian requires you to have be fully vaccinated to get on board. Florida doesn't have the same rules, and their governor has filed a lawsuit against the cruise lines. United Airlines is planning their largest domestic schedule of the COVID era for the spring. They say that they will fly 91% of their of their uh, 2019 schedule starting in December and ramp it up slowly by the springtime. I wish them luck. I'm not sure where they're going to get the staff for that, but we'll see. And, of course, we talked earlier about Southwest Airlines and the fact that they had – 
uh, had to cancel a whole lot of flights over the weekend. Southwest says it was because of air traffic control problems and bad weather in Florida. I beg to differ. I will suggest to you that there's a different reason for that. On Monday, Southwest Airlines announced that it made vaccines a requirement for all employees. Um, they were not the first airline to do this. They were giving their workers until December the 8th to uh, be fully vaccinated. Do you think there's a coincidence between the everybody have to be fully vaccinated, including the pilots, uh, in two months, and the fact that the airline experienced a little bit of a slowdown here yesterday? Uh, an inside source at Southwest Airlines who is not uh, not allowed to comment publicly on situations like that told me privately that um, it had to do with a lack of staff and that it was fairly coordinated. The Southwest Pilots Association says, uh-uh, we didn't do anything. Uh, but it was just random that a whole bunch of people didn't show up at work yesterday. So um, I don't know. Southwest says one thing. People who work for Southwest say something entirely different. They canceled 808 flights on Saturday, 350 on on a Friday. The anticipation that there would be several hundred more canceled today. If you were flying Southwest Airlines in the next few days, strongly recommend that before you get in the car and drive to the airport, you make one last check to make sure that your flight is going. We wow. and that would include you, Mr. Romano. You bet. Okay, I got a got a little, like I say, a little less than a week to uh, mull it over. I will be checking. But yeah. then again, as, as I mentioned before, I'm kind of one of these people, and your situation with your with your flyers is kind of a heads up too. Don't be too far from the airport exactly. if you decide not to go, in case they say, "Oh, you know what? We just happened to find a plane, and we just." And we're back on, and uh, your flight may be a little delayed, but it's not going to be as delayed as we thought. And then you're scrambling to, fortunately, I, I don't have a car rental to deal with, so and I'm going to be dropped off, so it, it should be good. Thanks just, for the advice. You're just flying to Sacramento and walking home, is that it? Pretty, pretty much. <laughs> I'll get stranded in Vegas. You can count on it. <laughs> yeah, well, the the it's just funny here, the... the the airline has put out, of course, the corporate word, but um, it, it a, a lot of folks a lot of folks didn't show up for work yesterday. They must have gotten caught in the bad weather in Florida. That's probably the, the explanation. Uh, we have uh, announcements of India is going to start letting tourists in later this month. Bali is reopening uh, starting on October the fourteenth. Vietnam plans to fully reopen by June of 2022. I think we mentioned that on a previous program. New Zealand will let foreign nationals in. Uh, starting November 1st, if they are fully vaccinated. Of course, we told you about Canada uh, issuing its travel um, uh, va vaccine mandate for planes, trains, and cruise ships. So it looks like the travel world is getting a little bit more open. Let's finish on a couple of little more upbeat stories here. The Florida Museum is opening the world's first ever virtual walkthrough of Machu Picchu. It opens next month. Um, it is going to open at the Boca Raton Museum of Art in Florida. This is pretty cool, Tom. Um, folks have talked about this for a long time, that maybe we won't need to go, actually go to places to experience them in the future, but maybe you will just put on a headset and you will virtually go through to a place 
and the virtual visit might be way better than the actual visit itself in some ways. Well, there are some places where people, you know, altitude-wise uh, and such just can't go. Yep. And a virtual tour uh, like this uh, could be could be the answer. Uh, yeah, that would be, you know, I don't know. It puts you in a special room and pipe in some odors and you'll be all set to go. Well, and, and listen, you know, think about folks who have disabilities and things. I mean, some of us could choose sure. not to go. But as you're mentioning, you know, Machu Picchu is at a huge altitude. So that excludes yeah. a good percentage of people right there. And, and so these virtual... Uh, visits to some of these places may become something that in the future. And also, I'm thinking of you go to some place, you don't get to see quite everything, and you're thinking, boy, I'd really like to get back there. But as time goes on, you know, the chances of getting back go go down dramatically. What if you could visit the place a second time without actually going there? That would be cool. All right, one last story here. We're talking a lot about Southwest Airlines. Um, they are giving their crew members DoorDash memberships may not completely appease the people who don't want to get vaccinated, but um, Southwest uh, Airlines have had a lot of it. They have a lot of flights. They have a lot of flight crews. Those crews have to stay in hotels at night, and they have to get fed and stuff like that. So starting October the 12th, Southwest will give every active crew member a six-month free membership in DoorDash so they can get stuff delivered to their hotel when they get in at night. And that, finally, is your travel news for today. All right. By the way, uh, TravelGuysRadio.com, links to our special guests and all that we talk about in most cases can be found there. Coming up in our Smarter Traveler segment, segment we're going to talk about those airline vouchers and something that you should not, I repeat, not do with those credits. That's next here on The Travel Guys. Well, here we are again. It's Mark Hoffman and Tom Romano, the travel and entertainment guys, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. Thanks for uh, spending some time with us. Once again, TravelGuysRadio.com. By the way, that is a spot where you can go and uh, leave questions for the Travel Guys, which we answer on uh, on the air from time to time. And speaking of on the air, coming up after the bottom of the hour, we would like to solicit your input. Uh, in regards to are you tripping? Are you going places? Are you staying in hotels? Are you blaming hotels for lack of service? Uh, Are you blaming it on COVID? What is your travel habits right now? Mark has some some prizes to give away. We'll give the phone numbers and invite you to call in. That'll be around 335. In the meantime, Smarter Traveler segments here. Mark, I've got a whole stack of vouchers. I think I'm going to get online this afternoon and 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 sell them. What do you think? I don't think that's a very good idea. Uh, as a yeah. few people have found out, you know, airlines have been giving out credits for a long time. It's their favorite thing to do. Airlines love cash, and like most businesses. And so when they get yours, they don't ever want to give it back to you. No matter what happens, they don't want to give it back to you. So when COVID hit and a lot of flights got canceled, a lot of airlines said, oh, here's a voucher. And a lot of good-natured people said, well, thank you very much. I'll take that. Then they found out that the voucher came with uh, some restrictions and an expiration date. The airlines, not on their own, mind you, but uh, because it was brought to the attention of of congressional leadership, they extended the deadlines on those vouchers an extra year because, obviously, a one-year voucher didn't really help people much. 
So, anyways, when you if if you have airline vouchers, the one thing you don't want to do with them is try to resell them, particularly in a public place. The airlines are tracking these now. They know who has voucher number one two seven A B six nine four. And if you give it to somebody else and their last name is on the ticket, guess what? The airline may very well say, no, not so much. We didn't give that voucher to you. So you sell the voucher to somebody and they can't use it. Do you think they might come looking for you? Or uh, you give it to a family member, has a different last name. So just be, if you decide that you're not going to use that voucher and you think that you can monetize it in some way, be extremely careful with it. And one other thing I wanted to mention to um, folks here, we've talked about this before. If you haven't traveled for a while and you have frequent guest flyer whatever accounts with vendors in the travel industry, car rental, hotels, airlines, make sure you check your account occasionally to make sure that your miles, points, whatever are still safely there. Because hackers love inactive accounts, and some of the, the vendors have a limit on how long they will allow you to come back in and say, hey, look, somebody took my miles, and if it's been two years since it happened, they may say, well, you know, we have a six-month limit on these things. So make sure if those miles and points are of value to you, that you take some time to make sure that they're still there. Great advice. Okay, coming up after the news we're going to invite you to call in. Have you resumed travel yet? Do you dine comfortably in crowded restaurants? Are you going on trips? Are you tired of blaming hotels for, for lack of service because of COVID? Well, 916-921-1530 and 800-834-1530. Give us a call right after the news at the bottom of the hour, and we'll put you on the radio. See you then. Viva Las Vegas. All right, Elvis. (laughs) Welcome. We are the Travel and Entertainment Guys, Mark Hoffman and Tom Romano, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. Okay, uh, Mark, let's go through the phone numbers once more. Tell tell folks what it is we would like to to hear from them about. Sure. We we talk on and on about things that are going on in the travel world here um, on the Travel Guys. So from time to time, we like to get your input because it can be, can be rather refreshing. The phone numbers to call us are 916-921-1530 or 800-834-1530. We have a couple of gift cards from Panera Bread. You can take you and a friend to lunch, $50 gift cards from Panera Bread. And the way they'll be rewarded is uh, back in the studio. When the mood strikes him, Luis will just identify the winners by throwing a sounder on. So if you are talking uh, to us on the air when that sounder goes off, why, you will win one of the prizes. Simple as that, and we will send it to you in the mail. 916-921-1530 and 800-834-1530. We would love to hear your thoughts and opinions on travel. If you are, if you aren't, why? What is it that's, what is the main thing that's keeping you from getting on the plane or getting in the car and going someplace. If you're traveling, what kind of travel are you doing? Are you going into restaurants and dining? Are you still a little bit on the safe side? How are you handling things in in the travel world? Or are you just waiting for COVID to get better before you hit the road? All right, uh, let's get started then. We have uh, Kim from Lincoln, uh, our first uh, caller. Kim, welcome to the Travel Guys. Hi, thank you. 
So um, my situation is I am actively traveling, um, and I'm very comfortable eating in restaurants. Um, I'm flying places, staying in hotels, been on a cruise, um, and I feel very safe. But I had an experience this past week that I was just a little perplexed by. I was uh, in Chicago for um, almost two weeks um, visiting some family, staying in a hotel, and it was a Hampton Inn slash Homewood Suites. And they had resumed their breakfast buffet, um, which that was the first time I'd seen a breakfast buffet in a hotel. Most of them have just been doing, like, you know, grab-and-go kind of thing. So you've got everybody, you know, pawing through the breads. And I was just feeling a little uncomfortable about that. But what really kind of irritated me was when I checked in, they said, there's housekeeping. And I said, well, what do you mean there's no housekeeping? I'm staying for 12 nights. They're like, we're not coming in your room for 12 nights. And I'm like, so no sh- no clean sheets along the way? And they're like, well, if you want clean sheets, you can change them yourself. Um, so I was, needless to say, not very happy with, uh, with that particular property. Um, and so I did end up, I called halfway through the trip and said, can I get clean sheets? And they said, sure. So I waited for all day and no clean sheets. So finally oh, went boy. down to the front desk. I went down to the front desk and said, I'd like another room. So I packed up all my stuff and moved to a brand new clean room. Ah, which... you figured out you, you figured out the way to get the <laughs> clean sheets was instead of the sheets coming to you, you went to the sheets. Um, exactly. Yeah, but yeah. I'm this thinking, Go ahead. I, I was what I really think though is I don't think this was a COVID thing. I think this was a staffing thing. Um and you know, I, I don't think they had proper staff um, to be able to yeah. to clean the rooms because most of the hotels I stayed in, they'll tell you, you know, if you want us to come in, you know, every third or fourth day, we'll do that. Um, is what my experience and, has been. And that's, so I was shocked. And that's been the and that's been the issue pretty much around the around the industry. We just had a group. Uh, I came back from a, a mystery tour, which went to the Milwaukee region last week. Um, there are lots of German and Polish people there and the food tends to reflect that um we had a good time but we were staying in a classic hilton hotel in downtown milwaukee uh four nights and we were informed when we checked in well there's only housekeeping after the third night so that means you check in and stay night one you stay night two you stay night three and finally on the fourth day which in our case was the day before we checked out you would get room service well in the course of that time um, I had a, a, one, a trainee of my staff staying with me, um, and uh, it's two guys in a room. And after three days, you know, um, we really kind of needed uh, something, anything um, to help out. And because it was getting a little odiferous there. But, uh, again, <laughs> you left your garbage in the hallway. You left your towels in the hallway. If you or, And a housekeeper would bring you um, a load of new towels. And I guess... My thought on this is that, okay, fine, for a while this is okay, but should we not be getting a discount um, on our rooms because housekeeping, is that not a standard part of hotel sir In New York City, uh, the housekeepers are, are union. They say it costs them $25 to clean a room. So if, let's say in Sacramento, it costs half that. Let's say it costs twelve fifty. Yeah, Yeah, that's probably somewhere in the neighborhood. Um, for someone to to clean the room, 
and their benefits and their pay and what the supplies are and the laundry costs and all of that kind of stuff. So somebody is saving a lot of money by the fact that there are no housekeepers. And whether it's legitimately that they don't have any help or it's or somebody has identified, hey, you know, the longer we can do this, the more money we can save. I, I just say it's ridiculous to check into any kind of a respectable hotel. Every other day I can maybe see, but anything after that, um, and them telling, saying, well, you know, we don't want to come in your room because it's not safe. That's just, just baloney. Get yourself some vaccinated housekeepers. Put some masks on them. Open the windows when you come into the room and, and clean the rooms. Um, that's, that's Yeah, I, I agree. Do. And I think I really believe that there should have been some sort of a, you know, daily discount. Because it's like basically, you know, I'm now doing – I'm paying to stay here, and I'm now doing your uh, employees' work. Um, Thank you very much. You're asking me to clean my own room. Thank you. Thanks, Kim. Tom, we got who who else is on the line here waiting for us? Uh, I think we just gave Kim one of our gift certificates. Uh, I think so too. Hey, Rick, welcome to to the Travel Guys. Uh, Thanks for joining us. What's up? Yeah, I I just came back from Maui uh, on the 21st, and uh, everything's uh, great there. Um, Merry Men's wouldn't take a reservation for two they're only doing tables of four with a fixed price of 99 dollars per person how interesting yeah that was a shock because two years ago when we went we could get in and enjoy a nice meal on the um, coast there so we went to dukes and chemos and they're uh asking for your vaccination card and Mm -hmm. uh to go up stairs and um the monkey bar which was open air across from chemos didn't ask for the vaccination card or proof so it was it was fine with me you know if you want to travel get vaccinated that's what i say (laughs) yeah there's there's first of all you're not going to be able to go a lot of the places and if when you when you go there as as you're indicating um whether it's randomly or enforced throughout, Rick, in, in, in many, you're going to get to a destination and want to go someplace and find out that you can't go. Or what if you're one of a party of four and the other three people can get in and you can't uh, because you haven't, haven't been vaccinated? Did you feel any, uh, Rick, did you feel any pushback from any of the local people there? There's been some uh, regurgitating of this islanders versus tourists sort of thing and, and, uh, some blowback against tourists. Did you I, feel any of that? I, I took the we took the catamaran cruise, you know, the sunset cruise, uh-huh. and we talked to the. It was uh, one captain guy and two girls, ladies, and uh, we talked to them, and they said that the, most of the people like quit their jobs so they could get the benefits, and they don't want to work, and those are the ones that are irritating or irating the the feedback that oh we don't want visitors to come here Interesting. you know and it was like get a job there was you know construction they're they're making million dollar homes in walea and they were thirty dollars an hour starting no skills they train you and they can't find enough people to make the homes for 12 million on up so rick it, it overall with with visitor services on the island did you it sounds like you really didn't notice any significant difference from pr- other pre-COVID no, we visits. No, in Lahaina and um, 
you know, we stayed at the Kapalua Villas and at the very far end, and no problem there. But in Lahaina, everybody was masked up. Some people weren't, but no, no problem going in and out of the store. Some of them, the T-shirt ones, wanted you to sanitize your hands because they didn't want you to touch all their shirts. You know, which mm-hmm. was fine. Yeah, but no problem in Lahaina. Excellent, excellent. Well, thank the, you. Uh, for- Hawaiian Airlines, uh, you have to do the COVID test, and they give you a QR code when you uh, leave Sacramento on Hawaiian. They give you an armband to make sure, so they know that you're COVID tested. And you had to wear the mask. I recommend people wearing a mask that has more of a point in it so you can breathe throughout the five-hour flight to there. That's a great mm-hmm. observation, Rick. I, I strongly yeah. agree with you. If you get one of the N95 masks, uh, that something that has the point on it, it allows for it, it makes breathing. I'm glad you brought that up because I flew back four hours from Chicago the other day, and I've been having trouble with masks on airplanes, and I used one of those, and it worked much, much better. Much, much better. Excellent. Excellent suggestion. Thank you, Rick. Uh, let's, Tom, let's go on to, a, to our next caller. Okay, uh, let's get to it then. Connie from Sacramento, welcome to the Travel Guys. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you, Connie. Hello. Have you have you been out on the road recently? I have. I just returned from two weeks on a um, walking bus tour. From I flew southwest into Chicago, and two weeks later I flew southwest out of Columbus, Ohio. And in between, I went to, it's a long list, Springville, Illinois, St. Louis, Missouri, went to the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, and let's see, where did I end up? <laughs> oh, I went to the, uh, went to Frankfurt, Kentucky, to Indianapolis, and ended up in Columbus. Okay, so Grand, wow. Ole, Grand Ole Opry, you were obviously inside with a bunch of people. Um, yeah. Tennessee is a, is, has been a... a you know, they've been sharing the, the virus more there than other places, especially among the unvaccinated. Did that make you uncomfortable at all? Or did, was there any um, point at which you at which you questioned that decision or, or were things under control enough that you felt comfortable? Um, to a point, I questioned the decision. However, we were on a group tour, so we were pretty much with the people I was traveling with, a group that I um, travel with often trust. And we're seniors, so all vaccinated. What made me nervous, and no one told me that Nashville, Tennessee, the main road is like Mardi Gras. So we walked down that once and at oh, night. Boy. And it was the end of that. Yeah, that's when I questioned my decision. There are but, as as things open back up and there are more liberties taken. There are going to be a lot of situations where people are traveling where that where you're going to have. The opportunity to make a decision of, you know, yeah. do I want to be It's exactly what you're talking about. Do I want to be in that place or do I not? And some of it may have to do with geographically where you are and what kind of crowd you're with and all of those sorts of things. Any? Did you stay in hotels while you were on the road? Obviously, I'm guessing city to city. Yes, mostly um, Hampton Inn and Drury Inn. And Drury has those um, evening refreshments, mm-hmm. like a dinner refreshment. Kickbacks, they call them, yes. So, yes, during that, I did wear, we all wore our masks, of course, together, but especially, uh, well, 
Especially in public places. And I did have, you had mentioned with the other color, KN, I had KN95s, the uh-huh. Korean version. And I did wear those, especially, I did go down. We, we all went down for the evening um, refreshments. Um, and it was a little, if there were a lot of people um, other than our group, yeah. It, but when you look at the overall, it was just like no, no COVID. I mean, people are going down the buffet line and doing their thing. I didn't, you know, I used sanitizer. We did, but not everyone does. Most people wore masks. So that was a little unsettling so it sounds like it it, it, it's it's not a for you it's not a perfect world yet but it's enough to that you felt comfortable enough traveling would you and and that you would travel again yes i'm going in two weeks to Asheville for a week (laughs) again with us this is much smaller group 15 a group of 15 Uh and we're gonna pretty much be hiking and walking and doing our own thing so it'll be a little different We'll be staying in one hotel um, and then eating out. So I you have were, to see. You were in a lot of flyover states there, which is where, you know, people are not quite as, as uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Is there any words of wisdom that you would share? Was there anything you picked up along the way or anything that you thought, wow, you know, when I get home, I'm going to tell the folks at home, if you come to this part of the country, here's what you need to do. Anything that, you, that struck you that you'd, you'd like to share? Um, caution and and be careful. We live in California, and we are pretty. Um, it's pretty much ingrained to us for the most part to put that mask on, to sanitize and wash our hands. And you know, I just continued that. It's. Um, I mean, I have walked into Whole Foods or Rayleigh's without my mask and went, "Oh my gosh!" But for the most part, especially. People not from my area, you know. Um, yeah, I just say keep practicing doing what we're doing. Cool. cool. Very good. Thank All you. right. Thanks for your call. Howdy. Tom, I think, we owe, I think we owe Luis a break here somewhere. Yeah, let's let's take a break. Uh, we got a couple more callers on the line. You want to take those after the break? Let's do that if we can. We got time. All right. Sounds good. All right. Uh, we are the Travel Guys, and we'll continue right after this. Seven thirty-seven, come on. Hey there, it's uh, Mark and Tom, the Travel and Entertainment Guys, back on the air talking to our listeners about their current travel activities, where they're going, what they're doing. Seems like people are getting out uh, and about, Mark. Shall we get back to the phones? Yeah, let's see if we can get another call or two here. All right, Matt, welcome. You're on uh, Travel Guys. Hey, good afternoon. Thank you, you too. Thank you. I was calling because you guys, and I wasn't even going to mention the hotel name, but you guys are, I've been mentioning hotel names, and, well, I've got one that's near and dear to me because my wife and I both travel. We've been to concerts. We go out. We've both been vaccinated. We love to cruise. We've already had a couple of cruises canceled. But in the last three years, and we have another one planned for, we had another one planned for this this next month, but it was since canceled, but we have another one scheduled for February. But we always drive from Sacramento here, and we drive to Los Angeles. It's just something we do. We've got some friends down there. We'll meet for dinner, and 
we stay at the Doubletree by Hilton. And I don't know if you're familiar with the hotel. It's in San Pedro. And it's a really nice hotel. It's nothing fancy. It's 200 bucks a night plus tax, whatever. Um, and when you, and you, you just leave your car there, and that's the way it's always been. We, as soon as you check in, you, you get your name on a list, and you get shuttled over the next morning. It's so convenient. I love this place. I've talked to the manager before, given them high accolades, five-star reviews. Great, great place. So we had this cruise plan. Got about a minute to go here. So we got about a minute to go. So okay, if you quick. can pick up your story. Real, real quick. So I called to make reservations, or I went online to make reservations, and the price went from 200 a night to 700 a night. It went wow. up three and a half. Yeah, and you, I called the manager, and I, and I said, this, this, this can't be right. And she said, no, you don't understand. We have to make money. That was wow. their attitude. That's kind no, of a, that's so, too bad. That's, yeah. that's kind of a strange answer. I would think normally during something like that, you you had run into a special event. So, uh, you know, I know that hotel rooms within 10 miles of downtown Sacramento this weekend were practically non-existent um, and were considerably elevated in price. I only know this because I was trying to find somebody a hotel room last night. So sometimes when there are special events and the like and hotel rooms are hard to come by in an area, you will see um, hotels take advantage of that by supply and demand pricing. But that is kind of surprising that a, a manager would come right out and tell you that, well, you know, hey, we have to make money. That's a little disappointing, I would say. All righty, Matt. Thanks for the call. And uh, I'd like to thank all of our uh, callers today for for chiming in with some good information. Uh, we're getting towards the end of the program. Oh, and since Matt was pretty happy with his location, I, I just wanted to point out I've been staying at the home to uh, a suites uh, by Hilton, and they do a uh, what they call light touch, light touch cleaning every every day, which includes changing your towels and and doing your trash. I think uh, the hotels that are not cleaning your rooms every day, they don't have enough housekeepers, and or they've decided that they can get away with this for a while. It's saving them a lot of money. I suggest you call the hotel on it every single time that you tell them that your expectation is that soon they will be back to daily housekeeping. Because you're very disappointed in it. If you don't, if it's not back to daily housekeeping, you won't stay there next time. Listen, uh, before we go, I want to just do a quick shout out here, Tom, to Richard Lewis uh, from Broadway, Sacramento, and the Music Circus. We had some folks uh, who attended uh, Hamilton in groups the last few weeks. They took really good care of us and uh, made our people really happy. And I'm glad he has a new theater, and we intend to get him on the program here sometime very soon. All right, my friends, stay well now. We'll see you next week. Mike, Mark, rather, Mark, final word. Dance like nobody's watching and root for the Giants. We'll see you next Sunday. All right, bye now. He never has the time to turn around.